Say Mike Woodson and the Indiana Hoosiers won a Big Ten title this upcoming season. What would have to happen for that to play out? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the only daily IU podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Appreciate you guys tuning in, wherever that may be, whether on YouTube or whatever podcast platform you use. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, and I wanted to talk today about what it would look like if the Indiana Hoosiers were to win the Big Ten title this upcoming season this winter every dayers will know back on friday we did this for the football team in a different version iu football is not winning the big 10 title what if they made a bowl game what would have to go right i wanted to apply uh, this kind of concept to the basketball team and we're kind of past making the ncaa tournament now we're on to winning the big 10 title getting back to that level as a program So what things would have to go right for the Hoosiers? I will say, when we talked about the football team, I think that there were very specific things that had to go right for Indiana to even have a chance at getting to a bowl game. With the basketball team, I think there's a lot more variance. I don't think there are very specific things that have to go right. But I would say, the first thing to me that probably is going to have to go right, or or is probably going to have to happen, I should say, for the Hoosiers to win the Big Ten title this season is that Kalel Ware is going to have to figure things out. And that he is kind of the biggest question, I think, heading into this season. It's going to be something we talk about a lot in the upcoming weeks, months, heading into the season. I Probably nobody on this team has more potential than, than he does. I was kind of thinking, as I said that, McKenzie and Baco might be the only one that has that type of potential for the Hoosiers outside. of It's one of those two. And I would probably lean Kalel Ware just because of his size and his skill set and what it could look like. And for Indiana to win the big 10 title, he has to really start tapping into that potential. Doesn't even necessarily have to be the best case scenario. Like he doesn't have to become a top 10, top five pick, something like that. But he really has to take, a lot more leaps than he did at Oregon last season and start fulfilling that potential. What does that look like? Well, he's going to have to be, he, he would become an inside out threat in that he can knock down threes and pick and pop situations. He can space the floor. He can allow there to be room and space offensively for IU to attack and for guys like uh, uh, Malik Renew to work inside and, McKenzie and Baco to score in the mid range and be able to space the floor. But at the same time, he can score inside and take advantage of mismatches and be someone that IU can get the ball into, into the perimeter and run pick and rolls and not just pick and pops and things like that. He has to be diverse on offense and be a threat at multiple levels. He wasn't that consistently at Oregon. And that's going to be one of the biggest things for him is being a consistent offensive threat. It might be more of a shot diet of three-pointers. It might be more finishes around the rim on pick and rolls, but it has to be consistent. He has to be someone 
that IU relies upon, maybe not even necessarily relies upon, but somebody IU can expect a certain floor that, hey, no matter what, Kalel is going to give us this. He's going to give us 12 points, 15 points. He's going to knock down a couple threes. He's going to keep defenses honest and space the floor out. And you can go from there. But there has to be a certain floor with him that wasn't there at Oregon. The floor was like rock bottom. Like there were, he wasn't playing in in some games. So the floor certainly has to be a lot higher than that. And just in general, he excels in IU's kind of new offense. And we're going to talk, I mean, IU's new offense, I think is going to be the, one of the biggest things and spoiler, we're going to talk about that later, but, uh, Kalel Ware kind of typifies how IU wants to play in some regards and that he is not, he, he is as far away from the center that Trace Jackson Davis was. I used two centers in the last two seasons are going to be very, very, very different players, but you can still have success with both of them. And if the Hoosiers are winning a big 10 title this year, Kalel Ware figured some things out. He started tapping into that potential and he started excelling in what will be a bigger role and in a different type of offense for him defensively, he's going to have to be probably an all conference defender, something really close to it as a rim protector. That's one of the things I think we might not talk about enough when replacing Trace Jackson Davis. There's a lot of kind of focus on the offensive end in that he was such a central hub to what Indiana did defensively. He was the last line of defense and was very good at it. And that's probably something I need to talk about more. We need to talk about more as we near, as the season starts to get closer and closer, but that's going to be a, a pretty big hole to fill is all the blocks, all not even just the blocks, but the teams were aware that Trey Jackson Davis was there and just that respect teams had, for him as a shot blocker is going to need to be replaced. Kalel Ware was good on that end, but guys are going to challenge him and he's going to have to prove that he can defend the rim. And he's going to have to be that level of defender for Indiana to be a big 10 champion next season. If that is what ends up happening, he's going to be a, a, a top, top defender. Is it defensive player of the year? I don't really know. I thought Trey Jackson Davis was a defensive player of the year last year and he didn't win the award. He was an all big 10 defender and that's kind of where I'm setting the mark right now. But Kalel Ware is going to have to be somebody that picks up the load definitely on the defensive end for what Trey Jackson Davis left. And then he'll do it on the offensive end, but just in a lot different ways. So for me, one of the biggest things is that Kalel Ware just in general puts it together. He, he shows the potential that made him one of the top recruits coming out of high school and still has NBA scouts interested in him. If he does that, Indiana ceiling skyrockets this upcoming season. But he's not the only one that I think can change the ceiling of what IU will be next season. And there's another kind of obvious name in McKenzie Mbako that is going to determine a lot of, uh, in terms of what success IU is going to have this year. So... What what does he need to do for IU to be a Big Ten champion next season? We'll talk about that here in a moment. I want to tell you first about FanDuel. Baseball is back. The All-Star break is over. Let's not talk about the Reds. Uh, I bragged about them enough in the first half. They came out flat, <laughs> to, needless to say, 
in the second half of the season so far. But good news for you, even if you were betting on the Reds, as long as you went to FanDuel.com slash locked on, you still got your bonus bets because you can take your first swing betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. So you can bet 20 bucks, win or lose, you will land $200 in bonus bets. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Uh, plus, the best part is when you win, you get paid out instantly. There is no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit that uh, URL, fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Big shout out to all you guys again. As always, for making us your first listen or your first watch every single day, especially during July. These are the dog days of the summer when it comes to content. We're throwing out what-if scenarios. The good news is football is around the corner. Every day, as I mentioned, Friday we did a version of this if you want to listen to it after this. Wednesday we're going to do a version of this for the women's basketball team winning the Big Ten title as well. So be sure you guys are tuned into that. Let's talk McKenzie Mbako, who, as I said, is going to be the other player that I think really determines the ceiling of this IU team this year. And similar to Kalel Ware, he's going to have to hit the ground running this season. He's going to have to become, I think, in some ways, a go-to guy for IU. He has a skill set that is going to be particularly valuable to IU. His scoring ability, nobody else really has that for IU. Uh, Not on the perimeter, not kind of on the wing. There are guys that can get buckets in various ways. Xavier Johnson can get to the rim. That's one that's going to jump out. But McKenzie Mbako has the ability to kind of create a shot for himself at multiple levels that nobody else on this IU roster has. So because of that... In a lot of ways, I think he's going to have to be the go-to guy in certain scenarios for Indiana. And he's going to have to have kind of a similar impact, if not better, if not greater than what Jalen Huchifino did last season. Jalen was obviously put in a, a big position early in the year with Xavier Johnson's injury. And he ran with it and had a huge season. Obviously, McKenzie is a lot different player they don't even play the same position but in terms of just general impact it's gonna have to be that at least for McKenzie and Baco this season and if IU is winning the Big Ten title I think there's a really good shot and Baco is a leading scorer it could be Kalel Ware uh I don't know that he's someone that's gonna get up enough shots to do that I certainly could see a scenario where that happens but He doesn't seem like someone that IU is going to consistently feed the ball to however many times a night for him to get a lot of shots up. I think that could be the case with Mbako. Just his, his, as I said, his skill set, his play style. He's someone that can take the ball, beat a defender, knock down a mid-range shot, knock down a three-pointer if uh, teams play off of him, get to the rim. He has the size, the ability to do that. No one else on this IU roster has the scoring, I guess, versatility that he does, if that makes sense. He can score at all three levels. I don't think anybody else on IU's roster can do that. 
And because of that, that I think he'll be the leading scorer for Indiana this season in this scenario. And realistically, if I had to put money on it, I would say it would probably be him. It could be Xavier Johnson, depending on how much the ball's in his hands in this new offense. But certainly Mbako is going to have to be an above average three-point shooter. IU is going to need to be a better three-point shooting team overall, not just in terms of accuracy, but volume's a big thing. And, and we can kind of talk about that in the the last segment. But is going to have a bit of a burden on him to be a good three-point shooter he he has that in his bag and he can be that but in a scenario where IU wins a Big 10 title i'm imagining i'm imagining he's probably an above average three point shooter it's probably not going to come on great volume it may only be two three attempts at most per game i think but it's enough to where defenses can't just sag off of him and he can take advantage of closeouts or make teams pay if they double off of him on a rolling Kalel where Xavier Johnson can kick out to him and he can knock down a three-pointer, for example. He has to be someone that if the ball finds him and he's open, you it, there's a good chance that that's going in and defenses are kicking themselves for it. But in general, I think he probably needs to be someone that excels on the wing. I think there are legitimate questions about what his best position is coming into the season. He's going to play the three. He's going to play a healthy amount of the three, but I I don't disagree that he looks like somebody that might be best suited as a, a four, kind of a stretch four. He has the body for it. With the personnel IU has, if Kalel Ware is going to play on the perimeter a fair amount, IU might be able to get away with it because Kalel Ware is not your traditional center, but he... Mbako is going to play a lot on the perimeter, and I think that's going to be somewhere he's going to have to find success for IU to have success as a team this year. There's going to be lineups where he probably plays as more of a four, whether it's alongside Renew with Kalel Ware off the floor or Peyton Sparks or even Ware on the floor. There are a lot of variations IU can throw at teams with the personnel they have in the front court, they can play small, they can play big. They're going to start big this year in a different way than they started big last year at least, but they're going to start big this year and they can have different looks they can throw at teams. That wasn't the case last year, and is a big reason for that, that they'll have those variations. If you come up against a Penn State that likes to, I mean, they won't this year with Shrewsbury at Notre Dame, but Say IU came up against someone like Penn State, like a Miami, IU can perhaps better play with them uh, in smaller lineups because Mbako can play the four and they can go a little bit smaller. I don't know that they had that luxury last season. At the end of the day, though, Mbako is going to be a big part of this team, especially in a scenario where they win a Big Ten title he's going to have a really big season there. I don't really see a way where he doesn't produce at a high level and IU wins a big 10 title, unless it's just really unexpected contributions from someone else. I think the most likely scenario is that he has a huge hand in IU winning a big 10 title this year. We talked about two specific players, Kalel Ware, McKenzie and Baco. I think there's kind of a general thing that has to go right for the Hoosiers to win a title though. This season, we kind of uh, have alluded to it a couple times. Let's talk about it here in just a moment.
So one of the biggest things that there's going to be a lot of focus on, especially early in the season and really throughout the season as we see it play out, is what this new IU offense looks like. It's certainly going to be a lot different than what IU did last season. And is IU going to be able to find success with it? Not just that, but how quickly can they find success with it? If IU is going to win a Big Ten title, they're going to have to adapt to this new offense with not a ton of growing pains. They'll have a non-conference schedule where they can figure things out. And in this scenario, they could go, they could struggle through non-conference play, get some things figured out and still win a Big Ten title. But the growing pains are going to have to be kind of minimal for IU to accomplish this. Because if you're going to win a Big Ten title, you're looking at, what, two, three, maybe four losses uh, at most in, in most seasons that there's a Big Ten champion. Uh, you don't have more losses than that, is what I'm getting at. That You don't have more than four losses. And... So IU can't afford those growing pains. They're going to play faster, which I think is going to lead to... I could see there being a lot of positives with that. I'm envisioning a scenario, and this doesn't even have to apply to IU winning a Big Ten title, where they have a lot of success at home this year. And that's not going to change from previous years. I mean, they were great at home last season. But if IU adapts to this offense, you're looking at a team that... I think it's going to play faster, get out on in the open floor a little bit more and be able to go on these big runs that happen a lot quicker than they did last season. I, you could go on runs last year where they just suffocated you defensively there. They were, you know, five, six, seven, eight minute runs where like you're, you didn't know what to do defensive or on the offensive end of the floor. And I, you just chipped away and the lead grew and grew and grew I think it could come just in a huge wave this season where IU goes on a 12 nothing run in like a minute 45 and the place is going bonkers and you have to call a timeout and you can't even hear yourself in the huddle. I think those are the types of things we could be in for where teams get overwhelmed in just a hurry. And it's not that one's any better than the other. It's just I think there's going to be moments where you're going to have this big three-pointer, this huge dunk that punctuates a big run and the opposing team's calling timeout and assemblies rocking and things like that. I could see that happen this season. What's certainly going to have to happen though is that I use kind of reshaped offense and roster excel playing in space. Whether it's playing uh, on, on fast breaks in the half court Whatever it is, IU is going to have more space to play with this season. The athleticism that they recruited, Mbako, Ware, uh, Anthony Walker, the guys that they brought in for their athleticism, they're going to have to excel, and that's going to have to lead to success for Indiana. If that happens, if they can excel playing in space, attacking it, uh, mismatches, and getting out on the break. If all that happens, I think IU is in line for a really strong season. I, I, I am very excited to see what IU's offense looks like. I, I suspect there'll be struggles at the beginning of the year where they play too fast and they 
might look a little lost at times, but I think it'll help that Xavier Johnson's there to run the show. And I think uh, having certain guys, whether it's Xavier Johnson, whether it's McKenzie and Baco, who can get theirs will help them a bit. But I wouldn't be surprised come Big Ten time if that offense actually does look pretty strong because they have the personnel there. There's going to be a lot of questions and we're going to have the debates in the coming weeks and months about, I don't think I should be ranked, but I wouldn't be surprised if pretty early on in the season, they do get ranked because I could see them coming up against teams and just overwhelming them and catching them off guard early in the season, because there's not going to be tape on how IU plays like this isn't something that teams are going to expect so it's one of those things that you're just going to have to figure out once there's more tape on them they might struggle a bit but it's a a season of adjustments and seeing how teams adjust to you and counter adjustments and things like that that I think once Big Ten time comes around IU will have seen enough that they know what to expect But even then, Big Ten play teams are going to be caught off guard a bit because this isn't like how IU's played the last two seasons. So it's going to be a a fascinating thing to watch to see how IU plays and how how teams adjust to that because it won't be like anything we've seen, not just under Mike Woodson. This isn't how Archie Miller played, and thank God, but this isn't Archie ball. This isn't Mike Woodson ball. It's going to be a lot different, and I'm excited for that, but it's going to have to work if I use winning a Big Ten title this year. It's going to be – again, I've said this a couple times. I'm really excited to see what IU looks like. It's going to feel modern, and I, IU hasn't had something like a modern offense in a long time. It's been since probably Tom Crean was at IU that they had something resembling a modern offense, so – I'm excited to see that for the Hoosiers this season. Let me know what you guys think. Do you agree, disagree with anything I said? Am I being too optimistic? This is a what-if scenario. I don't think I, you can fault me for being too optimistic. But what do you think has to go right for the Hoosiers to win a Big Ten title? Let me know in the comments below. We're going to do a version of this for the women's basketball team. What it's going to take for them to go back-to-back with Big Ten titles. Be sure to tune in on a Wednesday for that. Thanks as always, guys, for making us your first listen. Uh, follow us on Twitter, if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave that quick rating and review. All of that stuff helps us out tremendously. Most importantly, though, guys, I hope you start the week off strong. Everybody have a great Monday. And as always, LEO.